AEW successful? Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long-term booking. Thank you so very much for stopping by the channel once again tonight. It is not Tuesday. It is Thursday night. I guess we can say it's Thursday night Titans episode number 11 right here with JD from New York and my co-host on Tuesdays, Mr. Andrew Baydala. What is going on, man? What's going on, buddy? It's Thursday. TNT still works, doesn't it? TNT certainly does still work. Absolutely. Absolutely. You got your espresso there. I got my coffee. I got a double espresso. I'm ready for I'm ready for the night. I know what this is going to entail. I also know all the people that are in here are going to have something to say about what I have to say. All 900 okay. of you, we, we thank you every Thursday okay. for tuning for, in, for, every Tuesday all, for tuning in. First of all, what, what type of espresso are you drinking? You drink Nespresso? I do. Okay. I like it. I yeah. like it. I, I, I could do with that. Yeah, and for I want to sure. shout out my mom for getting me this uh, awesome <laughs> espresso cup from Santorini, Greece. Thanks, Mom. There you go. Uh, anyway, man, we got uh, we got a lot to get into tonight. I know it's been one hell of a week. I'm still on fucking London time. Um, I should be okay by the weekend, but I feel like I'm coming down with uh, some sort of cold now, so I'm going to give everybody every last bit of energy I got tonight, man, because we have several topics to get into, and I'm sure there'll be some ranting tonight. And it all stems from one AEW all-in Going into AEW All Out. So before we get into anything, guys, I want to thank you. Number one, number two, hit that thumbs up. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. And if you guys want to follow both of us, JD from New York on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Cameo, you guys can follow uh, Drew right here as well on Twitter, at Andrew Baydala. And the Super Chats are open if you guys want to ask us anything, no matter what. Get them on in. We'll hang it at the end of the show. I already know the show is going to be a good show because the first two comments I saw were hello from Minneapolis. And hello from Rhode Island. I currently live in Minnesota, and I went to college in Rhode Island. So tonight's going to be great. Okay. Hello. Hello to both. Listen, man, like, like we usually do, I, I give you the floor to start the show off, and I'll leave it up to you on what you want to talk about, man, because I, right. I know you're a loaded gun right now. Well, let's start here, right? I really didn't get to talk to you or, or our crew or our fans about yeah. All In. And I thought the show was absolutely fantastic from top to bottom. The best AEW some... pay-per-view that they've done. I think. Ooh. All right. Well, you know what? I'm not going to. I'm like a guy who doesn't give out 10s because once you give out a 10, it's you always oh, no, have to give out. Then. The only shows that right. I've ever watched, bro, wrestling shows that were near 10 were the 1993 King of the Ring, 2002 SummerSlam, and ECW One Night Stand 2006 with RVD and John Ooh. Cena. Well, my ticket stub's right behind yes, me, right there. Yep. Um, I, that, that show has a, a very, very special place in my heart. Yes. The crowd was, and, and that's what wrestling professional wrestling is at its core. A crowd can make or break a show and London Wembley was absolutely, I know you and Jesse were there. Absolutely electric. The atmosphere was electric. The show was great from top to bottom. Um, I love the opener. I thought Joe and punk, I'm not going to give a full review here, guys. I'm just going to give you quick what I thought because Jesse and JD have already done that. Yep. 
Uh, Punk and Joe had a fantastic match. There's some things in that match that you really need to pay attention to that would make more sense on what's going on right now, especially Samoa Joe's arm. I'll leave it at that. Uh, Go do your homework, okay? He just said that. Go do your homework. Yeah. Kenny Omega and, you know, uh, you know, I... I crapped on Tony for giving not giving him a singles match. That match delivered. Kenny still should have been in a singles match. Isn't Jay White uh, great? I love he Jay is. White. Man. So are the guns. Yeah. So is Takeshna. I mean, they're all just very, very good. Um, I it, it, I know we got to get everybody on the card. I will say this. Uh, will Ospreay and Chris Jericho, holy shit. Yeah. I mean, that Will Ospreay has a contract at his door from every professional. We already knew that, but I mean, everybody and their mother is now looking at Will and saying, I need to get this guy. Yeah. And Jericho put him over tenfold. Yeah. Tenfold. Why is it why is it that you think people put down Jericho before the show? I know, I know I, me and Jesse were guilty of it. We were a little skeptical of the match itself, not particularly Jericho or Osprey uh, and, and what they could deliver in the ring. But I think more fans were upset because they felt like Jericho and Osprey kind of could have done better and didn't want to see them together in the ring. Why do you think people kind of shit on Jericho before we got the match on? on Well, I I think, you know, there's a huge difference between a build and a story and a payoff and everything else like that in the wrestling business and basically an angle. And basically what Jericho and Will shot was an angle um, with a little bit of backstory. And realistically, I thought they hit on everything they needed to hit four days before the pay-per-view and then the night before the pay-per-view. This didn't need to be some dragged out story. They really told you everything they needed to tell you, which was the angle on dynamite, which sold everybody on that match. If you were on the fence and then the bell had to ring, right? Yeah. Um, And it did the bell rung and man, Jericho at 50 some odd years old, kept up with will Osprey move for move. I mean, you know, will's always going to be a step ahead of everybody because that's just the type of performer he is. I don't know why people shit on Jericho and Will Ospreay before the match. I was one of the people that had said this match is going to be good. We just don't know how good it was or going to be. And it was it was fantastic. Well, I think people are going to uh, never again doubt Chris Jericho when something like this comes up in the future. And, you know, it will. People are going to sing a different tune for sure. Yeah, and I think now everyone can, and Jericho kind of said this, we could stop doubting him, right? I mean, he can, Jericho can have a match with pretty much anybody and and make it a good match, and that's the beauty of Chris Jericho. The Young Bucks had put that out as well, that he's our Hulk Hogan, and I had said that to you at the first All Out. I said to you, they are putting that championship, that AEW championship, on Jericho because Jericho is going to help them score a big TV deal, and he's going to be AEW's Hulk Hogan like WCW was. And that happened. I'll never, I'll never forget how many people criticized Tony Khan putting that that uh, championship on Jericho the first time around. Oh, yeah. he's so old, man. If it was Goldberg, JD would complain about it. No, it's not the same thing, though. Well, name. And I know we're going into history here, but name one other wrestler on that roster at that given point who had the pull, the appeal, the uh, demographic that Jericho did. Nobody. Did. Nobody. 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 I'm sorry. I, I'm like, I like Kenny Omega. I, to this day, I would sign him to any promotion I could possibly get my hands on, but he's not Chris Jericho, not even in 2019. Yeah. So maybe now, but he's not. Um, and he, the, and they needed him and that was the right call. Um, FTR and the bucks. I like it was match. a great, it was a great match. I said this with Jesse, you know, I, I feel like they have better tag team matches with other teams and not particularly each other. If that makes any sense to you. Like, yeah, no, it does. You know, 
I, I feel like the Young Bucks have better match matches with uh, the Lucha Brothers, or, or or I mentioned the Dark Order. Jesse thought I was crazy, but I mean, given the history, they've had tremendous tag team matches. FTRs have better matches with Bullet Club and the Briscoes and and, and teams like that. I just feel like yeah. it was a great match. It just didn't blow me away like everybody expected it to blow you away. Yeah, I agree. And I again, I want to just touch on something here. Ben Espinosa said, laugh my ass off. Chris Jericho is nowhere near Hulk Hogan. The Cucamonga kids are clueless. Listen, I am not saying that Jericho and Hogan drew the same money or their same popularity. What I'm saying is Jericho is AEW's version of Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan took WCW into a different stratosphere. And Chris Jericho had taken AEW into something we hadn't seen since WCW. Chill the fuck how, out. How much Listen name value? How, how much name value does Jericho still have right now? Tremendous amount. Oh, tremendous! Like Absolutely I don't know why anybody tremendous. would doubt him in, in that aspect. Like, yeah, give me a break. I, I will say this: um, FTR and the Bucks, like you said, it was a good match. I, it was too. I hate to sound like an old man here. I'm really not. I'm 36. I just couldn't stand the overusage of finishers. It was just like. Uh, you know, I, I, well, that's gotta be it. Nope. No, that's gotta be it. Nope. And it was a good match. Um, I don't understand which I'll get into my rant where they're going next. That, that eight man tag is just, it's just dumb. It's just dumb. Yeah. yeah well, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk it's just about dumb. The, the all out card. I, I know a lot of it doesn't really make sense, but that, and then we'll get into, I mean, sting stings, timeless Darby and sting together and even swerving Christian. Everything just worked. That match was great. The entrances was great. Yeah. Sting just did what Sting needed to do, and Darby continued to give Sting everything he possibly could. And Sting is giving Darby so much, and Darby is giving it right back, and Swerve is so talented, and Christian, uh, everyone knows how much I value Christian as a performer, so that match was great. Soraya, good moment. Queen, good moment. Didn't hate it at all. Not much to say about that, besides I really, really, really love what they're doing with Tony Storm, and I hope that continues, yeah. which we saw on Dynamite. Tony Storm is the biggest thing that I've seen in AEW for the women's division since they pushed Britt Baker, truthfully. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, Jesse and I touched on that last night. I, I feel like I was a fan of Tony Storm when she first started with WWE. I didn't really know of her before she hit the uh, Mae Young Classic. And when she hit the Mae Young Classic, I'm like, oh, wow. She's great. You know, she's got everything that you would love about a professional wrestler. But she never she never had a gimmick, Drew. She was always like, you know, the thunder from down under. She was like always, uh, she modeled herself after like, you know, the greats like Bret Hart. She's, she was like a female Bret Hart. She was very technical in the ring. She was very physical. She had that strong style. She never really made the transition to the main roster, and they didn't really know what to do with her. And in AEW, she kind of came in that same way. This is the first time we've seen some sort of character development with Tony Storm and the accent works with the whole gimmick and the whole Jesus, Marilyn yeah. Monroe look. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's just working. Like, you know, someone mentioned that it's very Karen-esque, not, not particularly like Chelsea Green Karen, but I feel like this is a more mature Karen, uh, something that's, uh, I would say, less less uh, complainy or, or, or less, she, you know. She's a mix between, and this I'm going to really date myself here, but she's a mix between... Um, I'll go current. Charlotte Flair, Gorgeous George, and Adrian Adonis. Go do your homework. Okay. I mean, okay. Gorgeous George with the robes and the and the Adonis with the whole, like, flamboyancy, and she's so charismatic. And the Karen thing works. The Chelsea Green yeah. kind of like, hey, yes. But I'm telling you right now, Tony Storm, her trajectory is going to go through the roof. And I, I am, for one, am excited 
that AEW is going to probably have. I say probably because I've been a little bit hesitant on where they're and questioning where they're headed. I think Tony Storm and Soraya are going to have a fantastic feud and match. Yeah, I, I I'm looking forward to that. I wasn't too crazy about Soraya winning the championship. I, I know you you felt like it was a good moment. And, and Tony Khan is all about good moments. I, I get that he's all about good moments, and he gave her that moment. But you know, it, it's all in the follow up. Like, is she going to lead the division or is she going to be a transitional champion? Because she hasn't really done anything since she's come in. So, you know, to to get my trust and to get me on board there, it's going to take a lot. And I know a lot of people thought it was a good move because of where they were. I just don't feel like there's much there with Soraya to lead that division. And I feel like when she works, bro, it's like, you know, she's she just comes off as fragile. I'm scared when she gets in the ring. No, and I, and I understand that. And I think the, the moment obviously was there for Soraya. And I think the story, which is something AEW has, has done and then hasn't done, is there with Soraya and Tony. And I think we're going to start to see that. I don't think we're going to get it out of the gate. We're not getting it at all out, which was the, the one thing that I was happy yeah. that they didn't rush, rush into it all out. Uh, they could do that at, you know, Full Gear or Wrestle Dream or the 99 other pay-per-views. It seems like they're just going to announce soon. So... I, you know, I don't know, um, but I, I really do like what they're doing. And I think it was the right move to give Soraya that moment uh, in London uh, to feud with her, her, you know, potential best friend. Yeah. So. And we'll uh, we'll go over some more of the lady stuff because Tony Khan did mention uh, several key mm-hmm. points in the uh, media call today that uh, we'll touch upon. Yep. And then the main event for me, yeah. I mean, it was everything you would ever want. Yeah. The production, the atmosphere, the crowd singing better than yeah. better. I mean, I was just blown away. Um, the match was fantastic. The dramatics, the story, all in was a win. Yeah, I, 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 I was said a disaster. <laughs> and we'll, we'll we'll get into that. Uh, I said to Jesse on Monday when we were live in London, I I much rather preferred their first match, the thirty minute uh, draw that they had on Dynamite a, a few months back. That was more my style, but I loved what they did here, and I love the fact. And this is how talented both guys are. They went out there and had a completely different match than what we got on Dynamite a few months ago. It was more sports entertainment, and it just works. Everything they did just works. All the theatrics, the steel chair uh, spot when they were throwing the chair back and forth, you know, the brutality, Adam Cole kind of coming out more like a heel, and MJF's uh, leaning a little bit more towards a babyface. Everything just worked there, and I'm glad that they didn't end it because I don't think people are ready to see it end. It definitely has a lot more life to it, and we'll get into uh, where they're going with that because... I said it then, and I'm going to reiterate it now. I know Drew doesn't uh, agree with me. Uh, I don't really find it to be a big deal that MJF's not defending the championship at uh, at All Out. You know, you know we'll, I, we'll get there. I've kind of, uh, I, I've kind of seen the light a little bit, but yeah. one of those goddamn championships need to be on the line. Yeah, but uh, yeah, All Out. Uh, you guys are going crazy with the super chats. Holy shit! Let me let me just address these these three fucking savages in here. My God, oh my God, Jason Barker, twenty one. And Phantom 67 all have $100 Super Chats. Bang. Crazy. Phantom says it's his first TNT episode. I had to drop a $100 bomb. Well, that's what happens when you get JD and myself on here. <laughs> Jesus you know? Christ. Thank you guys very much, man. We'll read all of your messages at the end of the show, man. we got a lot to get into, and hopefully you enjoy. You know, JD, I want your opinion on something. I always hit you with something on this show that I don't ever tell you is coming, so I'm going to ask you this. And okay. I, you know, a lot of people criticized Tony Khan and AEW for putting the championship on Sheeta, then having her drop it, and then only having one women's match. I'm going to give you my take real quick, and then I'm going to let you rant. 
I thought the women had enough time and enough shine in this match. There were some men that were off the card. I thought the match and the the matches and the the flow of the show was perfect. The women, it was memorable, and all four of those ladies come out of that pay per view shining. And the reason that she had dropped that or won that championship was because you couldn't have Tony lose to Soraya yeah. there because then it's lock, stock, and barrel, and then it's over. We're done. Yeah. But go ahead. I, I don't know where the complaints came from. I mean, I, I heard and seen some online. Tony Khan could have given you zero women's matches. Tony Khan could have given you a one-on-one match. Tony Khan wanted to pay homage to the first All-In where there was a fatal four-way match with a fatal four-way match this year. So I don't see the problem with having one woman's match that consisted of four women when you could have easily gotten zero. So I don't know where the problem comes in. I mean, Wasn't where she are these the complaints? All in? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. I, I, don't, I, don't, right. I forgot who was in that match. It was Chelsea. I think maybe Tessa was in there. Uh, Britt was there. And I don't remember who the other one was, but... Regardless, I mean, where are these complaints when WWE gives us lackluster women's wrestling and the, and the ladies get 90 seconds on Raw and SmackDown? Do yeah. we hear anything from that side? No, and the thing to me is, like, I feel like everybody, Sheeta was not in the first one, you're right. Uh, all the people you named, I think it was Madison Rain as well. Yes, they um, uh, I just feel like people complain to complain. Like, I understand, you know, AEW is not necessarily WWE, where WWE has some really high-profile women's talents. They also have two women's world champions um aw doesn't i understand there's a tbs and then there's the world title but realistically i'm sorry but it's not even close to on level playing field and i think the, the women that were represented on the show really had a chance and did to shine they i don't the, the wwe the people were complaining about SummerSlam too like I, again some of those matches that you guys won on SummerSlam would have been an afterthought well this who, else, match- who else did they want on the show and by the way junior in the chat junior lopez no i didn't complain about that i complained that 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 i didn't like the match i thought the match was weak drew drew liked the match i didn't like the match that's what i yeah, no, he about. said that he yeah said it. so i mean quality over quantity is where i always will right. reside you know that right. that's that's what triple h does that's his takeover mentality i love that he adopted that on the main roster and, and and Tony Khan, I mean, who else would you have put on the show, Drew? The only woman that I would really want to be in a more priority role in AEW right now, Statlander and maybe Athena, because I, I think Athena is doing incredible work, and yeah. I don't think she is really getting noticed by being on Ring of Honor. So I would have done something with her, and, and I hope Joe drops the title on Sunday. I hope Athena drops the title whenever she's ready, because those two talents need to be on Dynamite and or Collision. Yeah, Ruby, yeah. Uh, Chris, and I would say Athena for sure. Yeah. You know, you could maybe you could have done something, but listen, it is what it is. Um, so you know, that was just one of the things I wanted to uh, to ask you. I'll I have another one later, but um, Dynamite. You want to talk about the disaster? You want to preview payback? What yeah, do you let's do uh, let's let's do let's do Dynamite. I I, I feel right. like uh, I feel like it would flow a little bit easier if uh, we do Dynamite. We'll talk about all out, and then we'll get to payback because I feel like payback right now is the weakest of the shows, um, yeah. or, or not really the weakest, but I, I would say the less the less hype of the shows. I think all out is hype for all the wrong reasons, to be quite honest, with you, because there's a lot of criticism about what Tony Khan is doing. Um, I know we'll Tony, cover that media call too. Guys, yeah, so. I know I know Tony Khan mentioned. That dynamite had to be rewritten in the in the eleventh hour for obvious reasons. Travel, um, talent was not able to make the show. Uh, some were ill. The hurricane in Florida. 
Some people, I believe, had time off to go to Bray's memorial, I believe he said, over the next two Dynamites. You know, whatever the case may be. He mentioned Swerve, Soraya, and one other talent, I forgot. And, and Kenny, yeah, that didn't make Dynamite. I, I don't think if those talents were on the show, it would have necessarily made for a better show. He's got so many talents that he could use, but the problem is, Drew, I think everybody's really focusing on the fact that we just left All In, we're on a high, and we're going to All Out. The punk drama has overtaken everything. He's off the show, and Tony Khan is throwing matches at us that don't necessarily make any sense or elicit any excitement. For example, Samoa Joe's wrestling Shane Taylor for the Ring of Honor TV Championship. Like, I'm not signing up to watch Ring of Honor on an AEW pay-per-view uh, right. A pay-per-view, by the way, which is probably their biggest of the year b- before All In happened. So, I, I, people's criticism of Dynamite last night is completely warranted. Outside the John Moxley uh, stuff with Orange Cassidy and the Orange Cassidy Pentamatch, which, which I thought was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, listen, the highlight for me for Dynamite was two things. Uh, or I should say three. Jericho and Sammy Guevara thought that was fantastic. Excellent. Um, the Kingdom stuff would, with Adam Cole was fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. And then I would say uh, Cassidy in the main event, yep. his promo afterwards and Moxley coming out and yep. them getting nose to nose. That match I am in for. The yep. rest of this stuff stunk. And I understand Tony said it was the hardest dynamite he had to book, et cetera, et cetera. But you were coming off the biggest pay-per-view that your company has ever done. And to me, what you have done now is you basically have said to everybody, hey, all in <clears throat> 81,000. Shoot. I get it. That was, you know, we're giving you everything you want. And then all out here in Chicago, which has been their bread and butter, which has been like, you know, their launching pad. They're kind of their WrestleMania AEW, even though he said other, you know, events have been their WrestleMania. This is kind of the first and the granddaddy of them all for AEW. All In was not an AEW show. Let's start right then and there. That was Cody and the Bucks, okay? And I understand that, you know, well, they're, it's all elite wrestling. It's not. A, all In was not an AEW production. No, it was, was a ring, it was a Ring of Honor production. Right. So All Out 2019 sold out in one day. I have a little note here for everybody. Chris Jericho, that's where they crowned their first world champion. It was 2019 at All Out. All Out 2020, we're going to give them a break on because it was COVID. Yep. Uh, both both promotions had their, their things. 2021 sold out in 22 hours. 205,000 buys. And we saw Punk's return to pro wrestling, Danielson's debut, and Cole's debut in AEW. 2022 sold out as well. I know it's the now arena, but it's still 10 to 11,000 people. Punk wins his second world championship after his injury. And MJF's massive return to professional wrestling in AEW. The One of the best angles AEW has, always, have, has ever done. Yeah. And now you get this slop with a couple of <laughs> other things. That's not slop, but it's majority of it's slop, in my opinion. And Tony, I'm sorry, but if I'm attending this show, I'm I'm pissed. I'm pissed. You gave London everything you could possibly get. It's like that shiny new toy, or there's a, a beautiful girl that walks by, but you've been with the loyal one for 10 years, and you dump her and go there because there's 81,000, it's Wembley Stadium. That's bullshit. I'm sorry. It's complete and utter bullshit. And I understand the bank holiday and now you have Labor Day and you really don't want to switch the days and everything else like that. This pay-per-view is garbage. It's garbage besides two or excuse me, three matches. The uh, Cassidy and Moxley match is going to be great. I am invested in Omega and Takeshna, which I thought I wouldn't. Shout out to Don Callis and Kenny Omega for that because I never thought I'd be into this, but I am. 
And I would say the only other thing that I kind of want to see is, I mean, I want to see what Adam Cole and MJF do with this ring of honor tag team championships, but they're taking on dark order. Yeah. Hey, come on. Spoiler. Dark I, order won the battle Royal on Friday. I don't really give a fuck if you give uh, me the Hardys for all. I mean, you know, like something, I, they, where's the fucking kingdom, bro? I mean, that would have yeah. made the most sense. Wow. Why weren't that, even, right. they, they weren't even in the fucking match. It just seems to me like I understand Adam Cole and MJF are probably not going to drop these tag team championships because they just won them and the split's not here yet. But what they showed, again, a major flaw, which a lot of you guys aren't seeing. And I close the chat. I'll jump back in here after I give this one. We got an announcement that on Dynamite Grand Slam, MJF's going to be defending his world title. I'm sorry. On TV, we have a pay per view. He's going to be defending his title after Tony Khan gives us yet another tournament. He seemingly loves to beat the fucking living shit out of something over everybody's head. Like, I mean, I'm a, I, I, listen, man, I love a good tournament. I really do. It's one of my favorite concepts in all of pro wrestling because there's a lot that could be done there for the good of the talent. But we just got done with how many fucking tournaments? He had three tournaments going on at the same fucking time. He had the Eliminator Tag Team Tournament, which... Gave us the birth of Adam Cole and MJF. And we had the Owen men and women's going on at the same time. And he's doing another tournament for this fucking world title. Yeah. And the thing is that like what you're supposed to do in professional wrestling. And I love tournaments just like anybody else's. I'm a king of the ring. One of my favorite pay-per-views of all time was always locked into it because it, it was making another person to be a main eventer. And then WWE started to be like, well, if you win the king of the ring, you get a world championship opportunity. But can't you build somebody as a credible challenger? I mean, I understand you burned through the coal match, so we're going to have to get there eventually. And when's that going to be? We don't know. Grand Slam, now MJF's going to defend his world title. The building, Arthur Ashe has sold horribly, unfortunately, because they've probably done this one too many times. And them being AW going back to Arthur Ashe, great building. It's a spectacle. I love it. It's, uh, it's an unbelievable venue, one you should all check out. But we're giving MJF and a, and, a, and a world title match on free television. I don't get it. I don't get it. I, he doesn't need to defend the world championship at all out because realistically, like, where do you go? Could you give it a Honestly, three-way? And, that's, and that's, that's the whole common you know, denominator here. Like, do you want him defending the world championship in a rush match in one week with no build just for the sake of getting the world championship in the main event on this show. I don't think it's worth it. And MJF doesn't deserve that. The world championship doesn't deserve that. The problem stems because Tony Khan is trying to do too much with what he has right now. And everything is seemingly just mounting up and becoming an obstacle for him to overcome. All in, I mean, we all knew it was going to be a great show, but the card could have been a lot better. And you look at this all out card Orange Cassidy versus John Moxley should have been on the all-in card. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Agreed. That should have been for the international championship in the United Kingdom at that show. Andrade right. versus Malachi Black. I don't know where the fuck that storyline went. I don't know why it ended with Buddy Matthews in a ladder match on Collision a few weeks back. But those two men need to be in a match. It should have been at all-in. Don't know why it's not at all-out. Where's Swerve and Keith Lee? We never got a closure on that. I think that match could have been great for All Out. I mean, I would have taken that over uh, fucking Samoa Joe versus Shane Taylor for the Ring of Honor Television Championship. He could have made the all-in card really that much better. He's lucky that he pulled it off and it was a great show. But even the all-out card, 
And, and the problem is, Drew, I, I think next year he's doing the same fucking thing. A pay-per-view, and then one week later, all out. All in, going into all out. And, and he doesn't want to do because he doesn't want to break tradition. I don't give a fuck about tradition. You don't want to break tradition. Tradi traditions, are you, they can be broken. It's not, you're not going to lose sleep over it. What the fuck are you doing to your talent? And what are you doing to the actual show? Quality over quantity, tradition. man. You already broke tradition. You took it from the now arena to the United Center because of your yes. biggest, one of your biggest draws, which was CM Punk, who might not wrestle on the show. We'll get to that in a second. I, you already broke that tradition. I understand Labor Day. I get it. You know, a lot of people enjoy spending their money on when they have time off. No one has to work Monday. It's a smart move. I get it. But the fact of the matter is, is that you basically did break tradition by signing up for Wembley and putting that Wembley show during the bank holiday, which is very bad guys, a bank holiday in the United Kingdom. You look it up. It's, it's like basically just like an off day, just like we have. So he did that. Tony Khan did that. And I get it. Smart businessman. But you know what? You should have maybe used some of all that all in to further storylines at all out. I mean, I, I don't get it. I really don't get it. I gave WWE so much shit when they did this with WrestleMania 35. And I think it was the greatest Royal rumble. There were matches on that card, that greatest Royal rumble. I was like, you sons of bitches. Why would you not give this at WrestleMania 35 at MetLife stadium? Why? Why wouldn't you? Or where, I don't know if it was 35 or 30, might've been 34. I might, my, my timeline might be mixed up on that one, but what you get the point. I hate it. I hate it that Shawn Michaels had his return to wrestling in Saudi when they could have done it at Survivor Series yeah. or something like that it was just, it's just dumb. And what this does, I understand Tony's in a rock in a hard place, and you could save it with the hurricanes and all this other stuff. Kenny's gonna be at fucking all out. MJF's gonna be at all out. All these talent that really can't make it, they're making it, guys in the chat and girls in the chat. They're making it. You cannot give a pass to this shit. This card is half Ring of Honor, half AEW. And you're asking the consumer to spend $50 on it when they just spent $50, money well spent on All In. This, not a chance. I'm sorry. And, not and, a listen, chance. I, and listen, I know I know you're not saying the in-ring action is not going to be good because it's going it it to be a great in-ring show. It, it's just the logistics of it are fucking pissing people off. And the fact that he's just got so much on his plate that he refuses to really look at right in front of him, it's staring him right in the face. Fuck tradition. Break the tradition. Next year, All Out doesn't need to be a pay-per-view if we are doing 90,000 in Wembley. We don't, we don't need to do it. We don't need to do it. Get yeah, rid of it and, and do, save it. Save it for Grand Slam. Save it for and, Grand Slam. Or, I don't know, Drew, how difficult is it for him to maybe push All Out back to the end of September and maybe, maybe not do a Grand Slam next year? I mean, does I, Grand Slam need to be a fucking yearly thing? You know, they did this a couple times, too. Uh, I think it was last year or two years ago where I, I I forget what show I was on. I think I was on with Justin LaBar and some other guys, and I said that, truthfully, I think that Grand Slam might sh overshadow All Out, and I want to say it was last year um, or two years ago, and then we had Danielson and Cole debut, but I believe we had Danielson's first match ever in AEW on Grand Slam, and it's just a strange concept, truthfully. You could debut him at the pay-per-view, but to give his first match away free on TV, I understand you're a fan's promoter, but no, they should not 
do another. Well, I mean, Grand that Slam was the first. Year. That was the first year they ran that building, and having Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson in the ring together for the first time in AEW. I mean, <laughs> it was wild. And it was crazy. It was absolutely wild. It was absolutely wild. And I'm listen. I get it. I understand the business side of things. That's what I do for a living. Like tickets and buy rates are what I do for a living. But I, the ticket sales have been were abysmal last night. Okay, um, that's just facts. And, and nobody, and by the way, nobody mentioned that during the fucking media call tonight. Nobody. What, what, nobody where, has, nobody where, has the stones to do that. Where, where's the, where's the burnout? He's gonna, he's, he's, he's gonna tell you that there is no burnout, but there is a fucking burnout because we feel it, and we're not even in Chicago. Yeah, I mean, I, again, they've hit that market a bunch. It's been a very solid market for that in terms of you know return business and everything else like that. But I agree with you. It just seems like ten thousand sold for all out. Um, normally that's a 14 to 15,000 seat building. Maybe they open it up. Who knows? I don't know. But now arena to get a half house, not good. Just not good. And I, to me, again, I, I don't like this type of stuff. It's like, he, I feel like Tony's more focused on wrestle dream than he is all out. And I think that's a problem. First of all, and what I, the fuck is a wrestle dream? Like we don't even know what it is. And he's setting it up to be bigger than his flagship show. Why? I don't know. I guess we're going to find out. It's a tribute show, and I understand that. And I This I is a legit pay-per-view? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, my yeah. question to you is, I'm going to bounce one back off of you because this is what I was thinking yeah. before all of this was, uh, you know, taking place tonight with us on the show. Do you think that he's setting himself up because Warner, Brother, Warner Brothers Discovery, Warner Brother Media wants Tony Khan to have 12 pay-per-views throughout yes. his calendar year? Is yes. this is what is he slowly starting to integrate this mentality to condition the fan base? Hey, we're going to give you more premium shows. We're going to give you more pay per views. Start to get used to it because there's going to be twelve of these things throughout the the entire year. Yeah. So let's uh, let's do this real quick. AW has a quarterly pay per view, so that's four. Yep. They added uh, Forbidden Door, which is five. They added All In, which is six. They're going to do Wrestle Dream, which is seven. We'll probably get to eight and Tony Khan on the media call. We could jump into this a little bit. Tony Khan in the media call kind of basically without saying it said that because he was asked, he did. He, Tony Khan was asked. He said the all at all in and all out, you know, asking people for a hundred dollars. Would you consider a bundle and everything else like that? Tony did say, who knows where both these events are next year in terms of, um, you know, availability and platforms basically saying probably we're going to be on the streaming model. So you're going to have to pay for whether it's if AEW launches their own like the WWE Network did, you know, God bless them and good luck to them. And that's not saying that they can't and they don't have the capability to. It's just a lot of undertaking. Yeah. So if if they go with Max, which would be Warner Brothers, Discovery, that would be where I would go. Uh, and I think that's where Warner Brothers Discovery would like you to go. Um, then we have a different scenario here. It's, you know, however, it's like 10 bucks a month or whatever it is, 15, nine. I don't know what it is. Um and I have the subscription. I have I, I'm an idiot and sign up for every subscription based service, but that's where they're headed, in my opinion. I feel like that's yes, that's where we're heading. I think Tony's adding these pay per views so that once next year happens, they have a catalog. There's nine of them. There's eight of them. Whatever there is, that Tony and AEW and Warner Brothers Discovery are satisfied. And basically, you're paying you know ten to twelve bucks a month, and you're basically doing the whole WWE Network thing. That's what you're doing. I mean, Blood and Guts could be a pay per view. Absolutely. Absolutely could be a paper. Actually, I would prefer it to be a pay-per-view because not only in name does it mean premium event, you can get away with a little bit more on pay-per-view than you could on TNT for that type of show. Um, 
you know, normally I was against AEW having 12 pay-per-views throughout its calendar year. I was like, all right, maybe we do seven, eight, whatever. But, you know, WWE, they've actually, the one thing that they've actually worked on and gotten better at, and I don't know who or where it's come from. Maybe it's some heavy Triple H influence. You know, they've given you more premium for the event with, with actually not overdoing it, meaning they don't overload these shows. And, and SummerSlam was... SummerSlam went till, till 12 o'clock. I don't know why. I mean, it was like seven matches. It was far, it, it seemingly it didn't want to end. But, you know, Payback's got six matches on it. And he's doing less is more quality over quantity. If AEW does 12, Drew, I, I feel like it would actually make Dynamite and Collision better shows because in the typical Tony Khan formula, if we have four of these things throughout each quarter of the, of the calendar year, I feel like when he does you know, come out of a revolution and then we get into double or nothing. He doesn't really start the double or nothing build until three or four weeks, you know, before the pay-per-view. So he's got a whole bunch of fluff. He'll call up Commander and he'll fucking put him in the ring against John Moxley or he'll call Vikingo and put him in there against fucking some no-name bum and just get him on the show because he loves renting his wrestlers out for the night to give these dream matches. But the shows ultimately don't mean nothing. So I feel like if the, the, the pay-per-views are spread out 12 in the year, it makes Dynamite and Collision a little bit more concise, and you can have more of a build leading into each show. So those shows actually do feel important. Now, I was against that because that's not really what AEW does. They were labeled the alternative. That's the WWE thing. But if it's going to make their show better, I'm all, I'm all for it. Yeah, I think what AEW should do, and if it was me who had any sort of influence on Tony and, and the pay-per-view department, I would do eight AEW pay-per-views in a fiscal year and four Ring of Honor. That way, Max gets their 12. And I think that's sufficient. I don't think AEW needs to be every month. On a streaming deal, they could, absolutely. You know, you could run one once a month. But, um, yeah, I I think a lot of fans would kind of be like, oh, this pay. And you, we've had that, right, with some WWE events. We're like, eh, it was okay. We're AEW, and you have said it, and I agree with you. Tony is Mr. Pay-Per-View. Yeah. This all out might break that streak. But he's Mr. Pay-Per-View. So I, it's, it's fine by me. Um, you know, a question I have for you here is with the Forbidden Door and Wrestle Dream, I think we need to have one, not both. Because it seems like Wrestle Dream is a tribute show to Inoki. Yeah. So it's obviously going to have a heavy New Japan influence. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe this year. I mean, are they going to have it be a tribute show to Antonio Inoki every year? I think if you're if you're adding that show, I think you're going to do Wrestle Dream probably every year. Yeah. That's just my thought. I mean, you know. Wrestle Dream sounds like a great name for a show in general. I mean, does it have to be tagged along with Antonio Inoki every year? Like, does he does his name need to be no, tagged along I think with he, it? I think he's just stating, Tony was just stating that, hey, you know, Wrestle Dream is going to be the way that you know, I pay tribute to yeah. Antonio Inoki. And, you know, we're going to run a pay-per-view uh, called Wrestle Dream going forward. All right, that's yeah. fine. I mean, he, he could he could borrow uh, an Okada. You know, it doesn't have to be an overabundance in New Japan talent. If he wants to rent some New Japan talent and bring them in for... One match, I mean, I, I could deal with that as long as you don't kind of dip into that forbidden door and then kind of muddy what forbidden door means to everybody in, in the summertime. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean, I, I believe it was WWF uh, had this Wrestle Dream pay-per-view once. So, um, and I don't know if it was, if, if another company, if, if another They don't have that trademark? No, no, it was a, it was a cross promotion. I ah. want to believe it was like Hogan took on like one of the bigger Japan talents. Okay. I don't know exactly what it was. Um, but it was in like in 91, I think. So, 
Um, again, it, I, by the Forbidden Door and Wrestle Dream, if they're basically the same concept, you need to pick one. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I, uh, I actually, I would like to see them move to a, a twelve pay per view per year model. I think that's exactly where they're going. I mean, I've kind of felt that for a, a little bit now, and I, I do think that it would make AEW's shows a little bit more consistent instead of. You know, you're getting the fluff, and you get what you get now because a lot of this shit just doesn't make sense. And another thing, you know, I'm looking at the fucking card for All Out, this tag team match with Claudio and uh, and Eddie Kingston, and Eddie Kingston's teaming with Katsuyora Shibata. I, I don't give a fuck. But, uh, against Claudio and Wheeler Yuta. Where's Eddie Kingston and Claudio? Well, that that yeah. could have been on this show. That could have been at All In. He's saving, yeah. he's saving it for New York because Tony Khan's Mr. Moment. He, want, he wants to give Eddie Kingston the moment to beat... Uh, Claudio in, in New York. So it's yeah, like, but you're holding it off. I mean, it, sh- it should have happened already. This is what happens when you book too many shows in a, a, a two month period, in my opinion. And I think Tony wants to give back to the fans as much as he possibly can. But yeah. this is, this is just, I think, I think you're hurting the product. And to your, you know, your point here, um, you know, I said that to you privately. John Moxley versus Orange Cassidy for the international, AW International Championship. When they were in international waters in London for an eighty-one thousand, didn't happen. That's just dumb. But regardless, I'm still. I'm, that's probably outside the Kenny and to catch the match. Probably the match I'm looking forward to most. I mean, a hundred percent. And I, listen, I'm happy he saved this. Good call, Tony. I will yeah. give you that. Good call because otherwise, I don't know what's on this card that I really want to see. Kingston and Claudio. We can't get a singles match, but you can get a tag match. Dumb. Miro, um, Miro and Powerhouse Hobbs is booked for the show too. Cool. Love Miro. I'm a huge Hobbs guy, but cool. Cool. Stratlander and or Statlander and Ruby Soho. Cool. You're talking women's match for the night. There you go. Yeah, right. I mean, Luchasaurus and Darby. Should be good. I mean, I, I enjoy Darby. And, and anytime Me Christian too, Christian's on my TV, it's 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 good television. And then we got the stupidest booking decision of all time, in my opinion, which is the Young Bucks and FTR taking on Bullet Club Gold. I and I, Tony talked about this on the media call, and Tony said, hey, you know, who would have thought that would have happened? I don't, okay, cool, but what does this do? I, I'm so confused. Are, we, are, they, are they best friends now? Like, is Are the Kenny, Bucks turning heel? Right. Are Kenny, FTR, the Bucks, and CM Punk going to sing Kumbaya? I don't get, like, what? I don't care. What is this? I don't want to see them tag together. But you could also go and, and say the same thing about FTR, like we said about MJF. Do you want to see them? They beat one of the best tag teams on the planet in the Young Bucks just a week ago mm-hmm. at All In. Do you want to see them go right into a show with no build, cold, no. to defend the tag team titles? What else does he have to do? Now, I, would have, I would have taken another Bullet Club versus FTR tag team title match. I mean, round three? Sign me up. But Yeah, what Whatever. Give me FTR versus uh, Austin and Colton again. I don't care. I mean, or FTR could have been off this show if they really wanted to be. Yeah. I I mean, go ahead. Take them off the show. Who cares? At that point, who cares? Like, I, I just don't understand what we're doing here. Like, what? it's just, just the sake of having people on. And Adam Cole and MJF, that tag match, I mean... I mean, it's, it's, well, me too. Uh, It's against the dark order. Uh, I mean, I don't know what the dark order has to do with Adam Cole and MJF unless this sets them up to lose the championship and we get the next chapter in this where they lose the tag team titles. I I mean, I don't know. No, I I mean, if you heard Tony, which you did in the media call, Tony was very, very uh, adamant. Like, look at ROH's champions, Samoa Joe, Athena, MJF, and Adam Cole. 
he's I, I think that what he's trying to do is sell WBD Warner Brothers Discovery on the fact that Ring of Honor. I think he needs AW. to. I think he needs to fucking quit while he's ahead. Honestly, I, I, Warner Brothers is not going to be interested in Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor is dead. It is. They dead. tried having Jericho as their world champion. It still didn't matter. No. No, they 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 tried to have Jericho, and he did fantastic with that fucking title, the Ocho. I loved what Jericho did. It didn't matter a lick to me at all. I didn't give a fuck. And if that doesn't work, what, what makes you think MJF, Adam Cole, Samoa Joe, and Athena are going to work here? It's a dead brand. All he did was pay for the video library, and that was it. I don't know what he's doing because all it is is dark. They canceled dark on YouTube and changed the name to Ring of Honor. It's all they did. So I don't, I don't know why he continues to jam this shit down my throat. Nobody gives a shit about Ring of Honor. Yeah. Nobody. I, th- I think the possible breakup could be on the build with MJF and Cole. I mean, we might see a little bit of uh, hiccups at All Out, but I don't think they're breaking up then. Um, I think that, you know, we'll start to get those cracks further and further, and I think this leads to a match in November, truthfully, between Cole and mjf where what that match is who the hell knows but well what did you um, ta- what did you take out of that segment with um with the kingdom and adam cole did did you feel like because I, t- I said this to jesse last night did you feel that adam cole was looking at his old his old stable mates his, his best friend in roddy and kind of analyzing what they were telling him and maybe thinking that they were right maybe he needs a crew around him like he did in the old times to get to where he needs to be and what he wants MJF has. So he feels like it may be best if he goes back and goes back to the old Adam Cole, instead of being buddy, buddy with MJF. Do you think he's going to change his mind along the way here? Or that maybe I, they convince him. If I'm booking, right. I think Roddy should uh, cost Adam Cole, his uh, opportunity in that tournament. I think Adam Cole is going to be in that tournament. And I think Roddy cost him that. And I think, you know, we get a little bit of a, you know, why the hell did you do that type of stuff? Well, I did it, you know, almost like I did it for you because, you know, like you, you're not going to win that match, that type of stuff. That's how I would do it. Um, I don't see Adam Cole joining um, that group. I think that Adam Cole, I think what we could see is MJF and Adam Cole dropping the tag title to those two men because that would make sense. Yeah. Truthfully. That would make the most sense. But I think the Adam Cole MJF stuff is far from over. I think this is we got another two, three months and it's the best thing going in AW and one of the best things going in professional wrestling today. So keep do, it. Do you, do you think Adam Cole eventually beats MJF for the title? No. What do you do with MJF? What do you do with Adam Cole? If he doesn't win the championship? I don't know. I think, you know, maybe we, we break them down and build them back up and, you know, maybe uh, somebody else's world champ. I don't know. I, I really don't know. And that's the beauty of professional wrestling and, and what we're seeing I, from AEW. I genuinely think that they're going to do what you just said. They're going to build MJF up, break him down and turn him into the biggest baby face in the company. That's exactly what I think they're going to do. I, I, think, I, I think I think he's going to model himself or the, the whole vision is to turn him into uh, what Stone Cold and The Rock were. They weren't really necessarily heel or babyface. Crowd just loved them. I think they're going to develop some some huge sympathy for MJF when Adam Cole turns heel on MJF, and everybody's just going to break out and want to be ready to cheer MJF. I do think that it's going to be Cole, heel, and MJF mega over babyface. Yeah, and Cole and, and Roddy could meet in that tournament, which is, you yeah. know, and, and the, the embassy, is that what they're calling them? The kingdom? The kingdom. Sorry, I'm confused. There's so many Mogul stables. Yeah, Mogul Embassy. Sorry, there's so many <laughs> stables. The Kingdom. Um, I believe that the Kingdom might cost Adam Cole that match between him and Roddy if they have that match. And that's where Adam Cole starts to be like, like you said, maybe I need these guys or I need guys surrounding me so that I can get to that next level. And he starts to doubt himself. 
kind of like what we saw with uh, some other high profile talent in WWE and some other uh, companies where, you know, hey, I got, I really got to figure out what's next because I don't, I don't see Adam Cole being the guy to defeat MJF. I don't think there's anybody on that roster right now, not named Kenny Omega who could defeat MJF truthfully. Yeah, I know it's tough. It's tough to even say, let's take the title off MJF. Cause I'm thinking he should have just as long of a reign as Roman Reigns. Honestly, who else he should, who, 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 who can beat him? Who should beat him? The biggest free agent of 2024 is going nowhere. So yeah. I would keep that championship on him. That's a story in itself. I mean, MJF, the clock strikes zero on new year's Eve. Yep. Right. Clock hits midnight. And the contract says zero dates, zero this, zero that. And they could pretend like MJF just walked out with the title and he's going to go visit Stanford or wherever they're located now and all that other stuff. He ain't going anywhere. Sorry. Nowhere. Let's get Not into this. Let's get into this conference call, man. I got the notes pulled up here. Sure. Um, and uh, there wasn't really a lot of new information coming from this. It's the same old fucking people with the same old questions and all fluff, like you said. Tony Khan was axed right out of the gate, which I do appreciate because, you know, it, it is the biggest story in the entire company right now for, for better or for worse. And uh, he, he usually does downplay these types of questions, but I appreciate the fact that it was brought up. Um, he was asked about CM Punk and the CM Punk situation, including him being on All Out. They're still looking into it, and they are going to try to let fans know of an update as soon as they can. So it does sound like Tony Khan... Wants CM Punk on the show. He knows that he needs CM Punk on this show. There were creative plans for him reportedly to be on the show to defend the real world championship against Ricky Starks. Right now, Tony Khan has booked Ricky Starks and the Dragon Ricky Steamboat on collision to, I guess, speak to each other before their match at All Out. So that's possibly going to be added to All Out on Sunday. I hope There's not. There's no way. There's I hope no not. I mean, I unless Ricky has had Ricky Steamboat has had a complete change of heart. Uh, Conrad Thompson offered him a, a pretty I remember. Size, sizable deal, and he turned it down to go wrestle Flair's last match. And I think he wanted to do something where Steamboat had a retirement, and he he said no to all of that stuff. So unless Tony Khan has pulled a rabbit out of his hat and has you know backed up the Brinks truck, I, this seems like fluff to me to get to Punk and Starks, but. We're pending an investigation. Do you think CM Punk does wrestle on Sunday? If somebody asked me to put money on it, yeah, I would. I think that CM Punk is wrestling on Sunday because I think Tony Khan, I could hear it. I am. I read and listen to people very well. Um, I've done that my whole professional career, and I, I could hear how upset Tony Khan was that he has to talk about this stuff, and you yeah. could hear the um, trepidation on what he's putting out on Sunday. He knows he needs something. Well, CM Punk was at the Cauliflower Alley Club uh, this week, seemingly in a very good mood. I've seen pictures on uh, on social media. He was accepting uh, some awards out there. He took some pictures with some other pro wrestlers that were there. Uh, the relationship between Tony Khan and CM Punk right now from Fightful uh, is described as contentious. Uh, no context was provided. And apparently, Drew, with the altercation that took place at Wembley, Fightful, and SAP, say that there is video footage because Wembley is heavily surveillanced. And there is supposedly video footage uh, of this incident. But uh, I'm assuming that's why Tony Khan is going to uh, undergo an investigation here with everything that happened. I don't think it matters, truthfully. I, unless Tony sees like CM Punk pull out a, a knife or a gun, I don't think it matters, truthfully. <laughs> I think that it's, it's, a, it's a done deal. I think what Tony is doing is buying himself some time, which is smart. I think he needs to. And then I think, again, 
you know, a lot of people are like, well, he hasn't announced it yet. Okay. Let the 95% of the card has been announced for all out. Okay. So let's just stop right there. And all of you are either buying it or not right now. And the people who are not are like, well, CM Punk's not on the card, so I'm not buying it. I would say that you you put something on Saturday, right? You, you say that's going to happen on Saturday. That's when you get the people who are on the fence. All right, now I'm going to buy the pay-per-view. Yeah. And, and, and you get the 10 to 15% that weren't going to buy the pay-per-view who are now like, well, I want to see CM Punk and Starks and see what happens. And it's, they don't need to say anything now. They don't need to, they didn't need to say anything. AW didn't need to say anything on Wednesday. They'll say it on Saturday. And I think what Tony's doing is what, uh, any smart businessman would do, and he's avoiding saying anything he shouldn't, and he's going to look at some footage. But again, uh, amidst a weapon being pulled by CM Punk, um, or like an eye gouge or something that's like very ridiculous, no, I don't think I, I, I don't see it. I mean, Jack Perry called him out on t- national television on pay per view, like he deserved to get smacked in the mouth. I just would have done it privately. <laughs> it, it certainly, it certainly looks like and feels like Jack Perry's going to get the brunt of this punishment. Honestly. He should. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. But you should. Yeah. I mean, again, you know, your your partner in crime on Wednesdays, if if he was a, a piece of shit to me and I would have had words with him too. Yeah. He's not. He's a he's a good guy. But I'm just saying if I'm lending somebody advice and they he comes on your podcast and or your show and MFs me, I'm gonna MF him back and yeah. next time I see him, we'll have words. So Tony Khan says that Kenny Omega, Saray, and Swerve all had to, all had to miss AEW Dynamite this week for uh reasons beyond his control. Um, so he did mention the hurricane. He did mention illness. He did mention, uh, travel and and all that stuff. So, uh, he wanted to let everybody know that dynamite was the toughest dynamite. He had to book in the four years that he was running AEW. So, and he said that saying something because he had the pandemic dynamites and everything else like that. Um, Tony, I I don't, I don't know. I mean, those shows were, those shows were easier than what he did uh, on Wednesday this week. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I again, I understand Kenny Omega not being there was a was a big blow. But Don Callis and Takeshness, I mean, Don Callis sold me on that match in a minute. So I mean, I, I've I, listen. I know I know of of the story, and it's slowed down a bit. But it, it doesn't really take away my interest from what those guys are going to do in the ring. It's going to be a fucking near five star match if you if you yeah. give them twenty minutes. So I'm still excited about it. But uh, Tony Khan also mentioned that uh, all out, all in. Um, where they will air live in the future. He doesn't really know distribution-wise. Asking about running back-to-back pay-per-view weekends. I'm glad this question got brought up as well. Khan said he knew there would be obstacles. They are happy with what they have built in Chicago and for the Labor Day weekend. He did say it's interesting we're all out could live uh, or live platform-wise next year. I I think he needs to scrap all out if this is exactly what we're going to get next year. I don't want a repeat of this. No, I, I think he doesn't need to scrap it. This is where I disagree with you. If he goes to, if AW goes to a streaming platform, they don't need to scrap a goddamn thing, pay-per-view-wise. Because you're not asking people, you're not asking hardworking men and women uh, across the country to spend $100 well, in two weeks. I mean, that's, you know, listen. Well, then at least space them out then. Yeah, well, he, but he does. if it's streaming, he doesn't have to, J.D. Because he's, you're already paying your $10 a month, so it doesn't matter. Just like if WWE wanted to, they could run a pay-per-view every 14 days or a premium live event every 14 days because it's paid for. It doesn't matter. The subscribers are already there. You know, I they see an influx during WrestleMania season, uh, WWE does, because, you know, people want to see WrestleMania. They sign up for free trial, all this other shit. If AEW rolls over into the streaming modular or the models and stuff like that, they'll be fine. They can run, they can run as many as they want. He mentioned more review shows to do. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm fucking uh, just burnt out already. So uh, uh, anymore, I don't know. My head may explode. 
But uh, we got Tony Khan also mentioning Athena. I'm glad he mentioned Athena, or Athena was brought up. Uh, he wants to get Athena more involved. Uh, he likes what she's doing right now in Ring of Honor with Billy Starks. Uh, he did say that uh, he's looking to maybe add Billy Starks versus Athena to the all-out zero-hour pre-show. I mean, wh- whatever the case may be. Th- there's your other women's match. For everybody complaining why there's one women's match, you're going to get another one on the zero-hour. So go out of way and watch it. This. Yeah, I don't know why we do this all the time. Like, stop bitching about things. Just whatever we're given, we're given. Uh, he said he wanted and tried to offer a bundle for all-in and all-out. He said uh, it was nothing that cable, satellite, and streaming carriers were able to offer uh, unfortunately. So he did try. I know this was a widespread community thing. Why doesn't he bundle them? I don't want to have to spend 50 here and 50 there. He did try. He did ask who he needed to. He says, logistically, it was never going to happen this year. So. I, you know, and I, again, I would really have to get into the weeds here and everything else. That I know Tony, Tony Khan did try and do this, but you know, you could buy, like I'm a horror movie fan. Yeah. So you could buy Scream 1, 2, and 3 right now on, like, Apple TV or whatever it is, and, and you get the fourth technically for free or fifth or whatever the hell it is. And you got to pay, like, $29.99 for all of them. It's a it's a bundle. I, I'm pretty sure, again, you probably could have. Now, the cable thing comes into the equation. That might be tough. But realistically, like, who the hell orders pay-per-view through their cable provider anymore? Who, who orders pay-per-view through a cable provider? Uh, I don't. They're Do you? looking at them. You don't. So how did, <laughs> how did you wait? So let me get this straight. You have a box, uh, uh, like a cable. I, box. I have a cable box in my living room. Yes. And you order it. I order. I order all of the AW pay per views through Verizon. Not Bleacher Report. No, I, I can't stand Bleacher Report. I think they're terrible. All right. Well, I guess yeah. we found the one, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. They, well, I mean. It gives me the best service and it gives me the best quality of, of picture. So, I mean, w- without any problems and hiccups. So that's why I do it. All right. I mean, why? Is that is that weird to you? I mean, I, I I don't have cable in the house anymore. I'm with the times. I cut I cut cable. So, but to your point, I was a, I'm a huge NFL guy. And the biggest problem for me is like I didn't want to cut the cord because I knew that it doesn't matter if my internet goes out on a Sunday um, I still have the television, you know, package downstairs where yeah. I get to watch all the games. Now I'm at the mercy of my my internet, so I I get it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tony Khan did mention Mercedes Monet. He did mention her and says she isn't cleared, but would love to have her do work with AEW. He isn't sure if she'll be cleared to wrestle for the Wrestle Dream pay per view. This is the second time we've heard of Mercedes' name uh, in a span of a week. She was pictured. On screen, at All In, uh, I actually marked out being there live, and she showed up on the big screen, and she was sitting in the press box. She was shown uh, at the beginning of the show, and then she was shown, I believe, during the acclaimed match with the House of Black. Um, if she's not coming in, Drew, I would be absolutely shocked. And I figured that when Soraya won the championship, that there needs to be a follow-up, and I think, or I hope, Maybe the follow-up would be Mercedes and Soraya, and that's why she was pictured on All In, because if she wasn't, or if she was pictured, I'm assuming, I'm assuming Tony Khan has some sort of plan for her. Mm, well, I would assume so when you're yeah. putting a talent on television, your television, your pay-per-view, yep. uh, that is not contracted. I think that was a little like, hey, you know you would have been on this card had you been healthy. Yes. A little nudge. Um, so... Uh, I, you know, if he, you know, Tony Khan mentioned if she could be cleared by Wrestle Dream, maybe that's a possibility. He doesn't believe that that's the case. So we'll have to wait and see. I don't know. But I think Mercedes Monet and AEW are definitely doing business. 
Is she doing long-term business or is she doing pay no. per appearance business? I, you know, when she first became a free agent, I, I feel like um, the rumor and innuendo was that she would sign like a six month or, you know, four to five pay-per-views or whatever it was with AEW plus television appearances that coincide with it. Whether that's true or not, who knows? Um, I think now more than ever, WWE would be interested in her. So I think she, you know, signs a short-term deal, gets her face back on national television, see what happens. WWE would be interested in her now because Tony Khan's interested? Uh, I think that WWE needs um, a fresh face in that women's division. I mean, Rhea Ripley's running through everybody, and realistically, you know, um, there's a couple people who Rhea hasn't faced and all that other stuff, but they they need... And Mercedes wouldn't be like a, a fresh face, never because she's had the matches with some of these people, but it would be like, a, oh, look who's back, you know? Yeah, that type of stuff. I don't know. I, I like Mercedes in AEW for me. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully it does happen. Uh, Tony Khan says that they may look at a bigger set for next year's All-In, but the issue is that if they go with a bigger set, that may, they, that they may compromise how many seats they can sell. And you know Tony Khan's going to want to break his uh, individual all-time record here of 81-plus. He may want to do 82-83 next year. He feels the spectacle and production value of All-In was up there with any other major wrestling event. I do believe that is the case and I did see some people were complaining there that uh, the setup was a little too small or the entrance ramp was a little too small. It actually kind of reminded me. I don't know if you, you felt the same way watching at home, Drew. I, I felt like they tried their best to pay homage to the 1992 setup of SummerSlam. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. I feel like there was a little... Tony's a historian, yeah. you know, so I feel like he does things... Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I The one thing that I will say to me that is a little strange is that the constant like this was a better show than any wrestlemania i've ever seen it's that like i i just don't well, think what is he supposed to, to say i get that but we just don't need to go there i would just praise my show i would say how well we did which they did and he talked about it you know like we're going to use this in the b-roll and, and he should what a massive accomplishment massive massive accomplishment but to sit back and be like we outdrew any wrestlemania i mean who are you selling this to I mean, He's selling it to himself because Vince, Vince, he knows Vince would do the same thing back to him. And Vince is already planning, man. Fucking, he's like, he's like uh, Dr. Claw and Inspector Gadget somewhere in a dark room. <laughs> he's like fucking planning at WrestleMania over at Wembley as we speak. Guarantee it. I don't, yeah, I, I think AEW might have that building on lock. I don't know. Brian Gerwitz, former writer, man, I don't know if you read this. He said that Vince mm. is not concerned about the record that AEW broke. Are you fucking kidding me? I mean, their business is so good right now I that know, I'm not. But... I'm not sure. I mean, WWE could go over and sell forty, fifty thousand tickets without a problem right I know. now. I know. I mean, I just. I don't know. I don't know. Brian would know, but Brian would know better than I would when it comes to Vince. You know, I don't know. Uh, he did mention Takeshita and Omega at All In. Felt the trios match made a lot of sense at All In because there was a trios match at the first All In. Omega was excited to do a singles match in Chicago, said it's the best of both worlds. Hopes fans will hear from Omega before Sunday, says it's very important to AEW. Uh, Kenny Omega has been telling Tony Khan about Takeshita for years, and he is excited about this match. I think a lot of fans are excited about this match. I think the fans really uh, want to know what happened to the story. It seem seemingly has kind of fallen off a cliff, but hopefully the match uh, exceeds expectations. Well, yeah. Uh, and another thing that is ridiculous about this all-out card is why aren't the new trios champions defending their titles? 
Don't even get me started on that, man. They took the trios championships off of the House of Black to sell fucking pink belts on oh, the yeah. acclaimed and make scissors, scissors out of the uh, the belt straps. I mean, yeah. I mean, WWE is now partnered with the NFL, and they have you know belts that are coming out for every NFL team. So yeah, I mean that's part of it. But I again, why aren't they defending the tag those trios championships on a pay per view? I believe Billy and. The acclaimed are are they defending them on Saturday night instead? Yeah, against uh, the former JAS guys. Stupid. Why is it not on All Out? I don't. I don't, I don't want that match at All Out. I, I wish the House of Black were on All Out. Something with them. I, I feel I like was, they got the shaft. I don't know why. Like, what I are we doing watching, with them? Yeah, I was watching Dynamite, and my wife walked by, and she go, and they said House of Ass, and my wife was like, "What the hell are you watching?" And I was like, dynamite. She's like, what's house of ass? Like she couldn't <laughs> see the television. So, I mean, it's, it was a good segment. It was hysterical, but put the trios championships on all out. Wait a minute. You're not down with the house of ass. I like that. I look on a huge <laughs> building. Depends on what ass we're talking about. But oh yeah, my like, God, man. I just, I just didn't, I do not agree with that creative decision. I mean, that's just so outlandish, man. What are we doing with Malachi? What are we doing with buddy? Where's Andrade? What about Brody? Are they going to move yeah. them into a, and maybe Malachi goes to a singles capacity. Maybe Buddy and Brody do tag team. Maybe they're moving on from the trios. I don't know, but to, to, to do that creatively, to take the belts off them, to make pink belts, that's what you took them off, that's what you took the trio championships off of House of Black for? I don't know, man. It's just a little, little bizarre. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Scissor, scissor I'm not Tony Khan. I'm not Tony Khan. Whatever. Uh, he did mention that Moxley. And Orange Cassidy is something that he is thrilled to see it all out. He says it's been a long time coming for this match. He did, he did actually mention, and I was actually surprised that he was. Uh, and, and you'd be surprised how well Tony Khan has his ear to the ground in the, in the internet wrestling community. You know, me and Jesse and a lot of people were saying for weeks. You know, Orange Cassidy and John Moxley International Championship all in just makes sense. We we just mentioned it a couple of times here. He says, I understand fans thought that it would have probably made a lot more sense for me to do it at All In, but, you know, regardless of when it happens, the match, uh, Drew, has been planned since the pandemic he wanted to do it, and now he's finding time to do it. So I appreciate it. Yeah, and I mean, I will say this about Tony Khan. I've said it a million times. He does, like you said, he listens, and he heard whether it was me and you or you and Jesse or whomever else say, why do we not have... Cassidy and Mox on All In. We're getting it all out. He mentioned about, uh, he says his goal is to have at least part of a resolution on the CM Punk front before All Out. Says he doesn't know if they will have a full resolution by then, but hopes they can have at least some answers by the time the show scrum arrives. I think Brandon Thurston asked him this question. Uh, his goal is to let viewers know by Sunday if he will be involved. So it's going to be an Wait. 11th hour thing. I want to give Brandon Thurston some credit because Brandon normally, and he, he'll ask, you know, cause he's a money and numbers guy yep. and, and everything else like that. He normally asks those type of questions. I'm going to give Brandon a lot of props on that one because he, Tony got that question in the beginning and then nobody, which I understand nobody really asked about it. Brandon did and Sean Ross Sapp did. And I think that they both should be commended because realistically, like they tried to get a little bit more and that's their jobs. And just didn't happen. Sunday needs to, we need something Saturday, Tony. Saturday needs to be it because college football's back. You want people to turn into collision? Pop a little graphic up on Twitter in a little bit there, homeboy, and just, oh, excuse me, X, and just say CM Punk's decision will be made live on television on collision because 
I'll be tuning into that while I take a break from college football. Just college me. football payback is on. I mean, a lot, a lot. Don't I mean, even get me started on Chad Gable and Gunther. Right, well, we're going to talk about it in a second. He, he did mention Ruby Soho and Mercedes Martinez. Somebody asked about Mercedes Martinez. Uh, I don't know why. Waste of a question. And then, uh, like Drew said, uh, SRS X Tony Khan about the rumors of CM Punk approaching him frustrated before All In. That's a, that's a ballsy question as well. You know, Tony's going to dance around that, and that's exactly what he did. Tony feels like the card was really good, and the collision had been very good, uh, and there were good dynamites to lead into as well. He can't comment on any, any incidents. Let me, let me just, I want to stop this whole CM Punk stuff train in its tracks. Here's, again, everyone's like, he should be fired. He should be let go. He terminated. This and that. Stop it. Go get help. I feel like the Michael Jordan meme. And I want to send it to your buddy in Chicago, Jesse. Stop it. Go get help. Warner Brothers Media, Warner Brothers Discovery Media, is it wants CM Punk. There are so many executives that want CM Punk on AEW. Fox wanted CM Punk on WWE TV, was willing to pay for CM Punk to come in to WWE. WWE said no thanks. CM Punk is he is a draw. He might not be the draw that Roman Reigns is right now or that Austin or Hogan or any of those guys were and was different time. But AEW is not cutting ties with CM Punk unless it comes from Warner Brothers Discovery or he murders somebody. That's it. He's not leaving. Stop it. He's not. You might want him to leave. You might have had enough of him. I get it, but he's not going anywhere. Because the powers that be and Tony Khan want him in AEW. Listen, Jungle Boy ain't going anywhere either. Jungle Boy is going to get punished. Jungle Boy is going to get fined. Yeah. He's going to be suspended for a, for a while, as he should, because he probably did something that he was never given clearance to do. And that's what set the whole fucking string of dynamite off that got CM Punk aggravated. But... Jack Perry is going to get suspended. CM Punk is not going to be let go. He's not going to be fired. If he is reprimanded, if he's given another stern warning with this one being the last, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, like, like, like you said, man, I feel like Punk himself also could, could commit murder in the middle of the ring, and they're not going to fucking do anything to him. Here's the deal. Again, if once that contract ends with AEW and CM Punk, Phil Brooks, if Phil wants to come back, CM Punk wants to come back to AEW, he will be back. None. He will yeah. sign the contract. That's it. I don't see WWE ever coming knocking down Phil's door. I don't. Maybe they do. I don't know. But I'm telling you this right now. As long as CM Punk Phil Brooks wants to step foot in the ring, AEW and Warner Brothers Discovery will have a contract waiting for him. Yeah. That is the AEW side of things. There's a lot of negative right now surrounding AEW. There's a lot of uncertainty surrounding AEW, and I, I genuinely feel bad. And Drew, Jesse, and I talked about this last night as well, or yesterday afternoon when we dedicated an hour and a half plus to the whole CM Punk thing. I, I genuinely feel bad for Tony Khan. He isn't really innocent in all this either because he certainly has the power to end all this and just fucking say, enough is enough, that you work for me and, and cut the shit. But I genuinely do feel feel bad for him because he's trying his best and he always gets ahead and they celebrate this major show and then all of this just comes barreling down on top of him and there's no time to celebrate. He's got to end up cleaning up fucking everybody's mess. So I, I do genuinely feel bad for him, but hopefully they can get back on track. Hopefully after All Out, 
Hopefully after Grand Slam, I would really like to see a reset button hit, Drew. I, I, I feel like they need to just go completely clean slate, give us new stories, give us a new sort of direction on Dynamite Collision, and, and just leave this summer behind them because it started off great and it ended miserably with this CM Punk shit. Yeah, and I understand it's like the common denominator to CM Punk, Phil Brooks. I get that. It seems like there's always drama here. There's drama there. They gave him his own show, and then when they come together for pay-per-views, it's... It's a fucking disaster. Yeah. I understand, but I don't think this happens unless Jack Perry says what he says. Um, and truthfully, there's two matches that I need to see before we, you know, move away from CM Punk. And I don't think that's going to happen. Well, there's three. And I've said this before. I need a rematch between Punk and MJF champion versus yeah. champion. I need Punk and Omega yeah. badly. And I need Punk and Danielson. Yeah, absolutely. Badly. Absolutely. Like same, same three matches for me as well. We just got to have them just, you know, give me what I want. Damn it. No, I'm just saying like, just that before CM Punk decides to hang them up at, or walk away or Tony, you know, hopefully there's no more incidents and we need to have the trios match. Maybe we never see it, but that's another one. And I'm, you know, like that just needs to happen. There's still money to be made with Phil Brooks, CM Punk. It's just, uh, it's unfortunate that this type of shit overshadows the massive accomplishment that AEW had on Sunday. And we kind of saw, a little bit of of the hey, I, I've had enough of this shit on Wednesday yeah. with the crowd. The crowd was dead. Oh, that was not a Chicago crowd at all. I don't know who the fuck they were or where they were, but that wasn't sound like Chicago at all. Dead. Four thousand people in our yeah. arena, man. I sat in there with eleven thousand people, and they made uh, Me too. they made so much noise you couldn't even hear yourself thinking there. But you know, hopefully they uh, they put on a good show on Sunday and they get things right back on track after that. We're going to shift gears to WWE now. We also have payback that's happening on Saturday before we get to Chicago and all out on Sunday from the PPG Paints Arena in Pittsburgh. Um, we have right now, Drew, six matches only announced, and I believe people told me that Cody is not booked for the show in a wrestling capacity. He's not. But he's on the show via the Grayson Waller effect. Yeah, which screams something, right? Yeah. And we know that, you know, one of the biggest stars of all time is coming back on Friday. Do, 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 do. John Cena's back. Yep. So I know John, I know Cody wants a match with John bad, whether that happens. But I mean, Grayson Waller having Cody Rhodes, Grayson SmackDown, Cody's Raw. Yeah. Does somebody interrupt Cody? I mean, what happens, you know? Well, John Cena, John Cena is coming back for, uh, I think, a two-month stretch almost, and he's going to be yeah. specifically appearing on SmackDown. Cody's on Raw. How the fuck do they work that into the into Well, the what, they, what they could do is they could have, um, you know, Cody's getting kind of a little bit beat down by Grayson. Maybe there's somebody else who Grayson allies himself with or comes out and helps. The beatdown happens. Cena makes a save. We set up for a tag match of payback. I mean, two Raw guys versus or Cena and, and Cody versus two SmackDown guys, Waller and whomever else, you know, I, I don't know. There's many things they could do, but it just screams to me. Um, something is going down in that segment. Yeah. Uh, we yeah, they need I'm, to have Cody on that, that show. Uh, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. He's not, I mean, coming out of that whole Brock Lesnar four month feud that they've had on Monday night and they got nothing for him at this show. Yeah, and I've said this before. I don't give WWE a pass on this shit. Um, I they really need to figure out what they're doing with Cody. And I, you know, if the if the plan was unfortunately, you know, Wyndham and God rest his soul, um, okay. But um, yeah, it's just it's I, it seemed like before even the tragic passing of Wyndham, they did not have a plan with Cody. No, after Lesnar. 
No, they if they have, they I haven't seen it. And Cena's coming back because Roman needs a couple months off and it's best for him anyway. So we'll see. Yeah, this pay-per-view, um, surprisingly, Seth Rollins looks like he's going to be main eventing his first pay-per-view as World Heavyweight Champion, which is kind of shitty to say. But uh, that's just the way the championship is, and that's how the championship feels. It's secondary. Uh, we got Seth Rollins defending the World Heavyweight Championship against Shinsuke Nakamura. I, I think that they've done a very admirable job at selling this pay-per-view. Rollins, you know, I'm kind of in the situation with Rollins where I, I was excited for him to get his flowers because he's worked so hard. He helped put everybody else over before the company wanted to help him and put him on a pedestal. But every time Seth Rollins is a champion, Drew, and at that top of the, the card type of guy, he seemingly just falls off month by month and he just becomes less interesting. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the gimmick that's kind of coming off presentation-wise, not making him feel like a world champion, the silly outfits, the fucking, the whole gimmick with the song. I don't know what it is, but I don't feel the same way that I did when he beat AJ uh, at the Saudi show earlier in the year as I do now. I don't know how you feel about him. I see why you're blocked by Seth Rollins. No, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not blocked. Are you unblocked you? Yeah. God, thank God. Yeah. Um, I I love what Seth's doing. Um, I, Do I feel like he's holding the main championship in WWE? No. Um, But I still feel like he's... I, 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 I enjoy what he's doing. The crowd seems to really enjoy what he's doing. And I think this Nakamura match has been built as best you possibly can. Yeah, Nakamura Nakamura's seemingly feeling like a good heel. Uh, I don't know uh, how long that's going to continue, but I'm glad they changed the presentation of him. They took that terrible in-ring segment where he whispered into Rollins' ear. The next week, they had a vignette filmed, pre, pre-filmed, and they put subtitles over it. He was speaking Japanese, and I, I thought it was just very well done. So I'm looking forward to the match, and there's no reason why Rollins is not going to retain here. Oh, he's 100% going to retain. Yeah. I'm picking Seth in this match. And, uh, yeah, I, I, it's just a launching pad for Nakamura. Maybe we get, like, a submission match uh, at Fastlane. Rhea Ripley defends the Women's World Championship against Raquel Rodriguez. Rhea Ripley has done, uh, for her character, wonders being in the Judgment Day. She is theoretically the leader of the Judgment Day. She has transformed herself uh, immensely over the course of the last two years with the Judgment Day. Uh, there's no reason for her to lose this championship as well, Drew, because she has done really nothing with the championship, and WWE really hasn't lined up anybody substantial besides Raquel Rodriguez here uh, for her women's championship reign. Uh, I know there's a story here where Rhea Ripley took out Liv Morgan. Raquel Rodriguez was selling an injury angle. She's out for revenge, payback per se, but there's no reason why Raquel is going to win the championship. Now I see Rhea holding that championship into WrestleMania and probably beyond WrestleMania. There's nobody good enough to beat her right now on that roster. Yeah. I would say that um, Rhea is hundred percent going to roll into uh, the next pay-per-view and probably even Royal rumble all the way to mania as your champion as well. As she should, she's the hottest thing going in the women's division right now. Uh, the only person I could see maybe is like uh I maybe maybe a Bianca match, maybe a rematch, maybe I you know I don't know where they go at WrestleMania, but um, I'm excited to see how uh, Raquel gets presented here uh, because she has been given this like redemption story against Rhea. Now WWE's all over that they were best friends before this. It'll be very interesting to see how Raquel comes out of this match. That's what I'm looking forward to because uh, Rhea is not losing the women's championship. But how is Raquel presented? 
That's a good question. Who's Raquel defend that championship against at WrestleMania if she does take that championship into WrestleMania? I mean, the obvious answer on Raw would be Becky Lynch, but I'm not really interested in that match. You mentioned Bianca. I'm more, I'm more interested in Bianca versus Rhea Ripley as I do think that they kind of have a built-in feud there. Uh, yeah. But Becky is probably looking like the likely choice there for WrestleMania. I don't know. I think Drew froze again. Drew Drew froze again. We'll, we'll we'll give we'll give Drew a second to come on back, man. We'll uh l- let's let's there he is. There he is. I'm here. Okay. I'm here. Okay. He just uh, uh, he, he I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the built-in feud is uh is Bianca. I mean, there's a story there. It really depends on if they decide to build some somebody else up. But you know, again, interested to see how uh, Raquel is presented because if she's presented strong. Uh, in this match, then maybe we get something further down the road where we revisit this at a WrestleMania. I mean, you know, we have what uh, six months yeah. until WrestleMania, so I mean, they could do wonders for Raquel. So who knows? Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are on the show defending the tag team championships. We didn't know if this was actually going to be a thing, but here we are against Damian Priest and Finn Balor in a Steel City Street fight. Uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn should absolutely retain the championships. Judgment Day. I do think more tension will be built here between Balor and Priest as Rhea Ripley says that she may have to take things into her into her own hands if the Judgment Day do not come home with gold after payback. And the rumor is, Drew, that Damian Priest is going to be booted from Judgment Day because of one looming J.D. McDonough whose loyalties lie with Finn Balor. Well, it'll be interesting if this, I'll be interested to see if this match kicks off the show, which I think it could placement is going to be everything because yep. there's been this kind of tease that Damien's going to cash in time and the place would be perfect. There's really nothing on this show besides, you know, the Rollins Nakamura. And I would say the uh, LA Knight and Miz where you're kind of like, I kind of want to see what happens or like there's hype to it. I mean, don't get me wrong. Rhea and Raquel and Becky and Trish in a cage match. I think finally we're getting that blow off, but, Priest cashing in, whether it be successful or unsuccessful, is something to watch here. Um, and maybe Finn costs Damian Priest his money in the bank opportunity. I don't know. I'd like to see. I mean, if we're not taking the belt off Rollins at any point between now and WrestleMania, and he's going into WrestleMania as the champion, why not just take the briefcase off of Damian Priest and start selling this storyline and really amping it up? I think Balor and Priest could have a great feud with Jamie yeah. McDonough sitting by Balor's side and, you know, J.D. McDonough and Balor remain in Judgment Day and Damian Priest is out. I like where that's headed. And again, you could do this where Damian Priest is about to cash in or does cash in and Finn Balor just absolutely, you know, brutally attacks him. Yep. Bell never rings or the bell does ring. There's so many ways you can go, but I do agree. I think uh, J.D. McDonough teased it. Finn Balor kind of teased it. That briefcase is looming heavy over the Judgment Day. Now... This is what I find to be really bizarre. WWE has added Rey Mysterio and Austin Theory for the United States Championship. I don't think anybody gives a shit about this match or the United States Championship, which is sad to say because the Intercontinental title in comparison uh, is leaps and bounds more important than the United States Championship on SmackDown. They opted to add this match, Drew, but omit... Chad Gable and Gunther from this show. Now, I, I don't know why they did that because no matter how you look at it, Gunther is not breaking the record until next week. So why are we waiting until Monday and doing it then and not doing it on Saturday where 
they could be given more time, a bigger stage, more of a platform to go out there and potentially have a match of the year candidate and blow everybody away. Yet now we got to get it on Monday Night Raw where it's going to be riddled with commercials and they're probably going to put it on Monday to combat whatever the fuck's going on with, I don't know, is there college football on Monday? I don't or, think so, no. Or, or something. I don't know. Why Why are they waiting till Monday to do this? This whole idea of like, yeah, we'll, well put it on Monday instead of the pay-per-view. That, that, that shit really irks the shit out of me. Monday's the holiday. I think they normally see very low ratings yeah. um, for that. But that's not an excuse. This match should be on payback. Yeah. 100%. Uh, I mean, there. I, I get it. I understand what WWE is trying to do. They're trying to be like, hey, you this is the match you guys want to see, so we're going to lure you into Monday night. And yeah. I get it, but this match is tailor-fitted for that PLE, and I feel like Pittsburgh got hosed by not getting yeah, it. They, they definitely did get hosed. Now, is there a potential here? Because this is the third match between these two. Is there a potential here where WWE gives Gunther within an arm's reach of this record and has him drop the title literally in the same week he's about to break the record? Uh, no, I I think that they want... WWE wants to get away from the honky-tonk man's record. I think... I don't know how we get here. Does Otis turn on Gable? I really don't know. I don't know how they they made Gable so strong with his DQ. Um, there's count out victory. Yeah. I don't know how we get out of this without Gable winning the Intercontinental Championship. Um, but we're going to have to because I know the WWE does want to get away from Honky Tonk Man and they want to have Gunther as your longest reigning Intercontinental Champion. And I think that you could have Gunther drop the championship either at Fastlane or Survivor Series. I just, I don't know how we get out of Raw. I'll have to wait and see. Do they have four more weeks to build a Fastlane with this storyline? I feel like they've kind of expended all of their matches. I mean, they've done every combination of matches between the Alpha Academy and Imperium right now. You know what's strange? Yeah, I mean, they could. I Again, that's the beauty of watching what transpires. Um, I think, you know, it, it, it is a long time. But here's the thing. What's strange to me is that this match doesn't take place on September 11th, Monday Night Raw, which is Monday Night Football's debut with Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets versus the yes. Buffalo Bills. Yes, and I had to that, go. I had to go back and look at the schedule because I thought Monday Night Football started on Monday, which is the reason why they're doing this match on Monday. But right, which would make more sense. It's yeah. like, all right, we got some stiff competition yeah. over on ESPN. Why not throw this match? I I want to see what they do for that Raw because are they just like, well, we might as well pop a good rating here this coming Monday because we're going to be in the tank. Well, they're not going to do it. They didn't do anything last year. They didn't do no, anything special last year. I don't think they're yeah. going to do anything this year because they know exactly what is going to be the end result. Yeah. And their partnership with the NFL, like, I know it's a my, it's not minor, but it's not like they have, you know, they're, they're in bed with the NFL completely. Uh, the NFL still has their clothes on. So I, you know, maybe it's just like, hey, you know, we won't do anything on September 11th. I don't know. Oh, you mean that, uh, that Jacksonville Jaguars World Championship didn't sell out? Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, if it did, I want to. I gotta see the people who bought it. If you have bought one of those and you're receiving oh, it, man. get on social media and show that. How stuff to fucking me. petty are they, man? You know what? Uh, what if a WWE fan is a Jacksonville Jaguar fan, man? You can't blame them. Yeah, I mean, just like me freezing every show. Um, it's not by coincidence. Anyway, Rey Mysterio is gonna beat Austin Theory. Nobody gives a shit. Uh, Becky no. Lynch versus Trish Stratus steel cage match. I I'm over it. The best thing about this storyline is the fact that it's ending. Hopefully, I said I read some terrible rumor today that Trish Stratus is gonna stick around and challenge Rhea Ripley after this is over. How could she challenge Rhea Ripley if she's gonna lose to Becky Lynch in the steel cage match? I hope to God not. That's not true. I, you know what? I don't know if if uh, Rhea is going to obliterate Trish and put her, you know. 
put her out to pasture, I guess, because that's what WWE wants. That's what WWE does at times. Fine. Um, I don't know. I this Trish stuff with Becky. I want Becky so far away from this, uh, and I'm happy Trish is getting what she wants, which is a cage match. But I'm done. Everybody's done. And then LA Knight versus The Miz. LA Knight certainly going to get this one. Uh, I will say I did watch Raw back because I was in London and I wasn't watching it on UK time at one o'clock in the morning. Uh, but I did thoroughly enjoy the Miz's uh, reenactment or cosplay of LA Knight on Monday Night Raw. I think it was That's the good. best. I, I think it was the best thing that he's done in several months. And uh, LA Knight is now in some esteemed company because every time the Miz makes fun of somebody, it's usually John. It was John Cena and the Rocky imitated. Now he imitated yeah. LA Knight, man. That's some elite company right there. Yeah, I mean, he did a fantastic job. I mean, my kid watched that um, the next morning and was like, LA Knight's music hit. My son got up. He was like, what? He's on Raw again? And then all of a sudden, it was like, he had to take a second. He's like, huh? And he's like, wait a second. That's not LA Knight. And I was like, nah, it's The Miz. So good for Miz. Good segment. And we have, I don't know, there's, a, there's another story here. Before we get to the Super Chats that I wanted sure. to uh, get involved with here, I think... Uh, yeah, another match on the superstar spectacle. We just mentioned Rhea Ripley. She will be wrestling Natalia on that show. Um, I mean, I don't really give a shit. The, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are defending the tag team titles against Inda Share, as I expected that to be a match. And then uh, Brian Pillman Jr., Drew, is starting with NXT officially. Not going to be on TV, but he will be in the Performance Center. Uh, I think that's a great addition for WWE. Uh, I think that is WWE's gain and AEW's loss. Um, Brian Pillman Jr. will be a, a force to be reckoned with in NXT, and I think he'll be a force to be reckoned with on the main roster once he gets there. And apparently AOP is in the news as well. Uh, they look like... Uh, actually, the, the report states that uh, they have been signed to WWE as far back as a year now, and there is reports right now from SAP on Fightful Select that the Authors of Pain have been under contract since 2022 and that WWE may be sending them back to NXT, Drew, with Paul Ellering, which is right now being discussed. I think that's a great move. Paul's a guy who lives not too far from me. Really? So. I mean, if I don't see him around, I guess, <laughs> I guess we know why. <laughs> um, I, you know, I don't, I, I love AOP. It's just I, how long they've been signed for and they're not on TV just seems like a giant waste of money. Hey, Nick, uh, Paul, sign me and just sit me home for nine months. I'm cool I with it. I don't I, really. I have a something I want to talk about too um, here real quick. Then you get to Super Chat's little headline here. There's two of them actually. The first one will be less con uh, confrontational or I guess um, conflict, co causing more conflict. Oh, Edge is auctioning off his signed ring gear from his last match in Toronto with Sami Zayn or for Sami Zayn's cause. I mean, he's going to keep some of the things I believe he's keeping maybe his knee pads and maybe I, it, it looks like everything else is gone. Uh, does this, first of all, it's a great gesture by Adam Copeland. Edge. Does this kind of signal to you that maybe his in career is not done? Uh, I didn't think it was done to begin with. I, I mean, that's good. For, I mean, he seems like the type of guy that wants to do good. So yeah, he's gonna do whatever oh, no. he can. To Great do guy. Good. Yeah, yeah. Great I don't guy. think that has any bearing on where he goes. I mean, that was what would you say it was it was the in ring gear that he wrestled in Toronto with? Yeah, it's the jacket, the uh, tights, and that's it. So I've well, I mean, I mean, you you talked about that last time we were live here. How sentimental that was to him. Why would he want to wear that again? I mean, it was a one time thing. It was important to him. He wants that to live in memory. So why not? You know? Yeah. Get rid of it for for a good cause. 
So I want to get to Bully Ray's busted open comments. We'll get to your super chats here. Uh, Jungle Boy is an arrogant young boy who doesn't understand this industry. He doesn't know better. He's a brash young kid who doesn't know better. And I'm sure the dirt sheets are going to have a field day with this one. But he needs to be sat down by a veteran like Taz, like JR, like a Billy Gunn, one of those guys, and made to understand and educate him as to why you don't say those things on camera for a multitude of reasons. And he said he's flexing when he shouldn't be flexing and flexing for no reason. Back in the day, there was a way to handle young boys like Jack Perry. I'm not, some of those ways would still apply. I'm not talking about beating the shit out of him, but back in the day, that's what would have happened. Listen, man, if Jack Perry values his fucking time in AEW and values his job, you know, he will sit down and he will, and he, and he will be a good little soldier. Like I, I don't want these guys to be fucking manufactured and, you know, uh, manipulated like some of the talent you see in WWE. I want everybody to be themselves, but there are there are boundaries. And what he did, you do not do. Now, now I understand that CM Punk takes it upon himself to talk about other talent live with a micro with, with a microphone on TV. And you know, if he does it, why can't everybody else do it? But it's CM Punk. It's Jack Perry. Jack Perry is not CM Punk. CM Punk could get away with shit like that because of the amount of money he's making and his relationship with AEW, Warner, and Tony Khan. So, you know, he, he needs to, and Bully Ray's correct. You know, I'm not saying that he's got to go through the fucking whole process like they used to do back in the 80s and 90s, but, I mean, he's got to learn a lesson. Whatever that lesson is, I hope that it's a tough one and he understands that he fucked up. Yeah, I agree with I you. Mean, I mean, a lot of this is to blame on Jack Perry. CM Punk should be more of a locker room leader. There could have been ways to, to work around this with CM Punk and be less confrontational. But, I mean, <laughs> CM Punk just wears his heart on his sleeve, man. I don't know what else to say, really. He's like, he's, he's you, you're going to poke him, you're going to poke him, you're going to poke him and do that shit and embarrass him. Of course he's going to say something to you. It just let, it ended up leading to a fight. And it's the last thing anybody needed, especially on that night. I don't know. Maybe WrestleVotes is watching our uh, show because he just put out uh, rumblings that Payback will have a special guest host and his name is John Cena. I just saw that. Yeah. Uh, well, there you go. John Cena versus Cody Rhodes sometime this year. I know. Uh, Cody wants it bad. I'd love Cody to see it. Cody wants it bad. I'd love Cody to see it. it I, think, I think Cody can bring a good match out of John Cena. I think Cody and John at Survivor Series at the Allstate Arena would be something. Well, you don't think Cody's going to be in War Games? I don't know. Maybe, maybe next year is the world champion or excuse me, the undisputed champion. Anyway, guys, that is all we got for you on this episode. Number 11, man. Hopefully you enjoyed your time here with us this evening. We're going to get into the super chats in just a moment. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. We got 644 likes. I'd love to see at least 800. There were 2,000 people in here. Come on, guys. Like, I know. Like, like, like. There were 2,000 people in here on Thursday night, man. Maybe we should make it Thursday night tights. I don't know. I'm into um, it. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Would really appreciate it. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206. Go follow Drew at Andrew Bedala on Twitter or X. Whatever you guys want to call it. I still call it Twitter. I still tweet. And uh, go check out all the other content. Uh, Drew, myself, and Jesse were live yesterday afternoon regarding all of the CM Punk up-to-date information, so go check that out. And Jesse and I were live for Dynamite last night to talk about this horrendous Dynamite that was last night and the uh, lackluster build for All Out. So go check all that stuff out. William. Let's start with William with a $10 Super Chat. I know Mr. Inoki passed on 10-1. 
but a Sunday PM pay-per-view versus a Jets-Chiefs game 11 days after Queens is risky. Would love TK to ballsy and put it on Columbus Day night versus Raw and stick it to Vince. Is that crazy? No, I mean, you just said why they're doing the show on that date. It's because Anoki died on 10-1. Yeah. So 10-1 is on a Sunday. Which is interesting because Tony has said that he would not compete with the NFL. Well, uh, he uh, he clearly he is. is he's going to, so <laughs> nothing's going to stop him. Michelle with a two for the next two months. Is Cena filling in for Roman? Yes. Or is Cena just bored at home because there's no Hollywood? Well, that's part of it, but yeah. John has always kind of like slid in and slid out of WWE and right now is the perfect time he shows up to all these smackdowns and fills the void that is roman reigns yeah i'm very interested to see what they do on friday night with uh, smackdown the bloodline storyline has uh, very much cooled off on wwe television i wonder where they're going to go with that next jason barker with a 100 dollars super chat hey jd and drew yesterday i pulled a 14 hour shift picked up 10 hours this week hope y'all are doing fantastic CM Junk. I like to call him GM Punk. Definitely a GM Punk. I hope you're doing fantastic. Thank you for the $100. Justin with a $5 super chat. AEW All Out is boring. I would rather watch Von Wagner 316 say, I just put the lotion in the basket. Okay, then. What's wrong with Von Wagner, bro? Von Wagner is uh, doing his thing with Braun Breaker on NXT, man. You don't you don't enjoy that? Braun Breaker needs to be on the main roster. I don't know what the fuck he's doing down there. Me too. Uh, 21 with a $100 super chat. Thank you, 21. He says, JD, Drew, this whole punk situation has me thinking back to that promo with Triple H. And that one line that Triple H dropped on punk is coming to reality as we speak. Yes, I see that clip floating around on Twitter uh, every now and then. I mean, I don't know. It was that's the clip where Triple H basically said, or the segment where Triple H was basically like, Yeah, you try and pretend like you're trying to do what's best for everybody, yeah. but only if it fits for you. Yeah. 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 Listen, man, I'm a fantasy and punk still. I'm going to be a fantasy and punk. I just wish things were a little bit different with him. Yeah, that's all. Uh, beyond the script with a 499. Thank you to 21 and thank you to Jason for those two big donations. I appreciate you guys very much. Beyond the script with a 499. What would you think if All In went against WrestleMania and All Out can breathe and be AEW's version of the biggest party of the summer or vice versa? Well, why do you want All In to compete against WrestleMania, bro? WrestleMania is WrestleMania. Yeah. Like, cities bid on WrestleMania. Yeah. Stop it. Done right now. Stop it. Phantom with a 100 in Super Chat. He says, my first TNT episode had to drop a bomb. Well, hopefully you enjoyed your stay, brother. Appreciate you. Well-rounded Leo with a 499. Who was more of a pushover? Vince with HBK, Eric with Hogan, or Tony with CM Punk? Listen to the names you just dropped, though. (laughs) Sean, Hogan, Punk. Yeah. That's they're a pretty not pushovers. Yeah. yeah, they're they're generating revenue, and you want to keep those people happy. Yeah. Edward Lou with a 499 AW's pay-per-view schedule. Four in end of May to end of September. Four months. Two in 
end of September to end of May, eight months, rest of the year, will TK reevaluate the rescheduling of pay-per-views in 2025? I, I don't know, man. Like, like Drew said before, I do think that they're headed towards a streaming platform and Warner's going to need more content and premium live events like that are going to be uh, upped and there's going to be more added for sure. Deontay Smith with the 499 is a possible all-in will be the highest pay-per-view buyout and all-out will be the lowest in AEW history. I, I don't I don't have the numbers on all-in and Meltzer usually is very quick with that. Um, I wish that was a question that was answered today. I'm surprised Brandon Thurston the next that question. He went right to the CM Punk uh, attendance-wise for all-out not being on the show. But how do you think the show did pay-per-view-wise, Drew, for all-in? Uh, I'll tell you, I believe what All Out 2021 was their highest, which was 215. Yeah. Um, and Revolution was 175. I would say, I would, you know, take a guess. I know there were 100,000 pre-buys, like advanced buys. Yeah. So I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that once the numbers come out, that it'll be very, very close, if not uh, exceeds the 215 at All Out 2021. I hope so. That's a that's a huge fucking number. He made 10 million gate plus the pay-per-view revenue. Man, that's a lot of money. Uh, Deontay, thank you, brother. Matt, the PWF fan with a six months New Japan Pro Wrestling is running a show at Corican Hall on the same day that Wrestle Dream is taking place and top New Japan stars might not be available per Dave Meltzer. Um, I mean, Will Ospreay isn't working that show, I don't think. I read today. So if Will Ospreay's on Wrestle Dream, that's all I really need. Yeah, I mean, Will's taking checks wherever people want to write them. Yeah. Smart. Brian Owens with a five. I hate that AEW had three dates, two arena here in Chicago, and there was no third ticket combo packages plus matches only announced till days before each show. They couldn't. One was at Now, and the others are all at United Center. There's yeah. two different buildings, guys. There you go, Brian. You could have bought a combo for Collision and All Out. They had that. Yeah. Jedi Joker, 27 months. Haven't been here live lately. Been busy, but keep it up, guys. Thank you, Jedi. Appreciate you, man. Gig Worker with a five. What's up, JD and Drew? How about a weekend all-in, all-out, two-night event like Mania if they move to streaming like on Max, not traditional pay-per-view? No. I mean... I mean that. I think that question was posed to him at some point. I don't know. I don't remember when, but um, I mean, I'd like to see something like that, maybe. But I don't want I the WrestleMania two nights to me is. I mean, I don't get me wrong. It's better than sitting there for eight hours. Yeah, so that's fine. And you know, the city and the states who bring them in want it. I. <clears throat> I don't. Yeah, I don't think AEW is there, guys. I no. love. I love what AEW is doing. Four-year-old company just ran Wembley Stadium and sold it out. Just be happy with that. Stop trying to, like, push them into the next stratosphere just yet. Beyond the script with a 199. Wasn't WrestleMania 3 anywhere between 91 and 93,000 people? Um, not paid. Not, not paid. paid. Yeah, not paid. It was a, it was a, 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 a very manufactured number, man. Vince likes to add uh, at least 10,000-plus to his real number. I yeah, don't know and why. If you, I just turned around to look at the manias because these are the ones that I've worked with WWE directly. Um and I mean, one hundred one seven six three was Dallas, but I mean, they didn't sell a hundred thousand tickets. No, no, not at all. Uh, Travis Hayes with a nine ninety nine. Uh, this was the first AW pay per view I ever watched, and watched it with my father in law, who hadn't watched wrestling since the Von Erichs versus Freebirds feud. We both were fucking blown away. 
Yeah. I'm sure Tony Khan would uh, love that comment, Travis. Uh, it was I, a great show. I had people over in the backyard, and we put a TV outside and grilled all day and all that other stuff, and we were thoroughly entertained, and people were blown away by the production. So I mean, I was there. I felt the energy. I got uh, fucking chills at some point during the show, man, just by the sheer magnitude of the event. So it was a great night. Uh, yeah. Tay with three super chats, a one ninety nine, a four ninety nine, and a four ninety nine. Do you think Payback has the weakest card by far? Um, I think both cards are pretty weak, to be quite honest with you. Both look like television tapings, and I'm not really looking at these shows as being uh, very much premium. Uh, who do you want to see John Cena program with on Raw or SmackDown? Cody Rhodes comes to mind for sure. Um, he's going to be doing something. He's there for two months, so. He's going to work with Waller. He's going to work with probably somebody else on the SmackDown brand that could use it. Yep. Maybe they revisit AJ Styles. I don't know. Um, but to your original question, Payback has three matches that are, you know, that are high priority on what I want to see. And all that has two right now. So we'll just call it payback for now. And what do you think about the NXT Global Heritage Invitational so far? And who is your pick to win it? I don't think Drew watches NXT. I don't even know if, if he knows that there's a, a, a fucking G1 style tournament happening over there. I do because I covered um, uh, the bump and they announced it there. Oh. Um, but I saw that... Um, Butch advanced, right? Or yep. got some wins or yep. something. So I think Axiom's in there, and I think uh, Frazier's in there. Either one of those guys. I think both of those guys are tremendous. Uh, but I did watch NXT on Tuesday. I fell asleep at 9.30, but uh, I did watch uh, Butch wrestle on that show. Some of the show is just fucking offensive, man. It's really bad. Yeah. But uh, Michelle with a $2 super chat, if we get Cena Cody, could the crowd turn on Cody? No. No. That's going to be, you know, you just saw it at Wembley, babyface versus babyface. Yeah. And that, in my, a lot of people aren't talking about this, which is strange. That was another throwback tip of the cap to Brett and Bulldog, both babyfaces main event at Wembley Stadium. There you go. I didn't, uh, I didn't call that one out, but yes, you are correct. Uh, Michael with a 499. Keep up the great work, JD. You're the tribal chief of wrestling pro- podcast. Thank you, bro. Uh, all hail, JD. Thank you. Uh, Michael so also says Tony needs to be a better boss and step up. I agree. We all could be better people. Yeah. Uh, Lucky Geo with a 499. Appreciate you, Geo. Uh, where is Keith Lee? He is a phenomenal talent and the crowd always loves him. Was he better off at WWE? He should be a champion in AEW. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's dealing with something that we don't know, man. Um, you know, I could say the same thing about Andrade. Where's Andrade? You know, there, there are talents on that show that should be on TV that just go missing. I don't know. Creative. But yes, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Keith Lee. I wish he would be uh, focused on a little bit more than he is now. But, you know, Triple H had uh, grand plans for Keith Lee. Vince did not. So that's why he's not there. There you go. And Brian Finelli with a 499. We'll end with this one. If AEW does 12 pay-per-views, it's a possible slash easier to do brand shows. Collision and Dynamite like WWE did a few years ago. You know, I'll say this. It seemed like All In, right, was basically like the non-punk crew, but a little bit mixed with punk crew with FTR and Joe and um, himself. And it seemed like All Out was going to be punk in the main event, which is the collision crew. So maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Um, he could have fun with it if he wants. I mean, that's not a bad concept, but we'll see. Uh, and Eclipse with a 499. He leaves no message. And thank you, Eclipse, for the 499 super chat. Uh, Drew, anything uh, in closing before we get the hell out of here? 
No, I again, I think Tony Khan has handled the Punk situation exactly how he should, not rushing to judgment, not rushing to make a statement. And I think he was uh, honest and honorable when he did say that he is really looking to have the situation resolved before Saturday and or Sunday. So, Tony, if it's me, make the announcement on Collision. We've completed the investigation, and we've decided that we have reinstated both CM Punk or Jack Perry, but we find the men a certain amount of money. Make the decision, and, you know, the people who are on the fence or have already bought their tickets so they can, you know, be happy or sad. I agree. Uh, the quicker, the better, and give those fan, fans what they want. They paid to see CM Punk originally. Give them CM Punk and find Jack Perry. Find CM Punk. I don't want to see CM Punk off the hook here at all. Uh, they're, we're both in the wrong, and uh, let's move on from this and get back to what really matters, and that is the in-ring aspect of AEW. Uh, guys, thank you. I'm sorry, Drew. Are you reviewing both shows? I am. God bless you. I know. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a long weekend. Uh, anyway, guys, I appreciate you. Hit that thumbs up. Hit that subscribe button down below. I will be live on Friday. I will be live on Saturday and live on Sunday for SmackDown, Payback, and All Outs. It's going to be a long weekend, guys. Join me right here on OTS and join us back on Tuesday at our regularly scheduled time for episode number 12 of TNT. Until then, guys, have a good night. We'll see you later.